Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers and welcome to the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name's Daniel Wilcox and here with me every week is... Sasha fucking Black. Sup SFB, how you doing? Yeah, oh, we are back. We're mm. in a routine again. It's so Two nice weeks in to a row. see you on a Friday. I know, because we've not seen each other hardly at all this week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've literally spent like all day, every day with each other, except like not physically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should yeah. we explain what the hell we're talking about? I think or... we should because it's been, or well, it, it has the potential to be very, very helpful to my work. Yeah. Yeah. Go. You do it then. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, we <laughs> we decided <laughs> to start doing, because um, we're in a bit of a Facebook group with people. You know who you are. I'm not going to shout you out. Um, but we're in a Facebook group with people where we do some sprints in the morning, a lot of UK authors. And uh, for, I can't remember what day we decided to do it, but we decided to do a Zoom, just basically me and you jump on Zoom and just sprint and basically be present and, and, and visible so that, you know, one of us can basically shout at the other one if we do start like just <laughs> visibly checking our phone or drifting off or doing something. Um, and there's, there's something about it that's just been really, really, really helpful because, you know, we have a bit of a natter in between sessions and sometimes we natter a bit too long, but we've still been getting stuff done. Um, yeah. I don't know about more, you. But... More so, I think, because it's really fucking obvious if you're on camera and then on your phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I'm going to give credit to Caitlin because Caitlin was the one who introduced me to like Zoom sprints. I've never done Zoom sprints. And I was like, well, that's going to be awkward. It really wasn't awkward. It was actually fucking awesome. And so like long may the Zoom sprint continue. Yes. And Caitlin did join us on Wednesday? Wednesday. Thursday. I feel like it was... whatever the day knows whatever we (laughs) we did a few uh, we did a a good session with caitlin as well um but yeah i think also because i have a tendency between sprints just to be like i'm home alone i'm just gonna go make a coffee i'm just gonna you know do a bit of laundry or this or that and just kind of get distracted by stuff whereas if you know that someone's there and watching you you just you just come back (laughs) <laughs> and you just, mm-hmm. just starting the work so um it's something that i think we're going to continue it's something that i'm potentially looking at uh running some group sprints and just i've just upgraded grade upgraded to um zoom pro so i can have more than two people without it counting us out within 40 minutes mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm looking at how, how that'll work but just throwing a link out there and basically just having everyone to jump onto zoom at certain points to come and sprint together which would be quite fun so yeah it's been it's been really good and obviously that, that means that we've, we've seen each other for quite a lot of today as well so it's <laughs> <sighs> still your face all over again <laughs> it is i have a hat on now i didn't earlier i know you do you do yeah. and my hair is slightly less i mean slightly more disheveled <laughs> <laughs> was slightly less disheveled earlier and i'm looking that, that more and more like it's you know first thing in the morning exactly it's really what I was last thinking. thing at night uh give us an update on what you've been doing with your week what's been going on oh my god i love my mother this week she um took atlas from tuesday to thursday um so i think she she usually comes sort of like midday ish when she comes to pick him up so 
I always get half a day the day she picks them up and then I get whatever, however many days, depending on how, how long she has him. So this week she had him Wednesday, Thursday, and then she offered to take him at about lunchtime today. So I then got about three or four hours solid of working. So I have almost had an entire working week. And would you fucking believe I got shitloads done? What yeah, a fucking surprise. Yeah. So um, I, 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 Daniel Wilcox, finished my novella. Yes, you mean I, I Sasha Black? <laughs> no. No. I know what you mean. I, mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> don't confuse me. I, I am very easily confused this evening. It's definitely Friday. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, Sasha Black, finished my uh, novella. So I yeah, have you did. two books that need editing, not so fun, um, but yeah, yeah. and my, my novella, which was meant to be a prequel, turned into book 3.5, so that's a bit of a head fuck, but yes, yeah, so I've now got to edit two books um, after I finish my course, which is, I, I made loads of progress on that as well this week, and I um, have very nearly finished all the slide decks, and I was sat here working on some just before, um, we did this thing this that we do. Yeah, this this thing. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping maybe if I'm lucky by the end of the weekend that the slide decks will be done. If not, it'll be first thing Monday. Um, and so I should be recording next week. So depending on how long all the editing of that nonsense takes, I stand a chance, a slim one, but I do stand a chance of getting this done in time, yes. which is unbelievable. That's awesome. And you, you seem a lot more bright and happy and accomplished yeah, well, so this is what I was saying before um, we came on air, is that when you know your strengths and you have friends who know a lot about Becca Symes, the, the <laughs> Clifton Strengths Test, you learn a lot about yourself. And because I have Achiever as like my number one, maybe, or number two, I can't remember. Um, no, I think it's my number two because competition is my number one. Um, it means that I derive a lot of pleasure from finishing and things and being able to take things off so when I have weeks like the week before when I got fuck all done I get very grumpy very miserable I'm not a very nice human to be around but when I have weeks like this when I've got loads of time I am full of unicorn glitter and sparkles and swear words <laughs> so yeah anyway enough about me tell me about you how was your week um yeah my week was it, it was productive one one thing um that I, I think I've learned about myself this week and it comes back again to Becca Sign because I th we both basically were talking about her earlier. We listened to her latest episode on Rachel Heron's How Do You Write podcast. And one thing that came out of that that I've only realized kind of applies to me is that I don't really ever have a working day that's the same. Um, I try and I've been trying for ages to give myself like some kind of routine where I'll get up at a particular time every, like every day and I'll work at this time until this time and this time. I'm just finding that, that as much as I'm trying to do it, every part of me just repels that. So like, even if it's just like slightly moving times and stuff, I know that I work best doing my writing in the morning, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I, I do it at the same time every morning. And I'm kind of at the minute, I don't know what it is, but I'm all over the place in time. I'm, like, I'm getting stuff done, but I don't have a day where I can go. This is the type of day that I have. Um, but anyway, so I've, I've managed to get loads of stuff done. I finished uh, my first draft of when winter comes episode five, which I'm very, very excited. Hell yeah, you did. Yeah, because... Uh, Look at us, smashing books out this week. Fucking doing it. Yes, yeah, son. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, son. <laughs> in there, my son. <laughs> oh, it's just flashbacks of sitting in the living room while my dad's watching an England match on the TV. Oh, um, and I'm sat there going, I'm not doing anything. Uh, 
Where was I? So yeah, when winter, comes, when winter Comes is done, I had a four-hour session with a photographer on Tuesday, which, which was an experience because she's someone who actually used to work on my team and she's since gone self-employed and done uh, photography stuff. And she's fantastic. And I'm, I'm, like, I, I'm familiar with her work and I know she's good. And uh, it, the, the reason or the, the outcome that I was coming for was kind of twofold. So on one side, we went out into the forest uh, I had I had like a proper like grizzly jacket on. It was like in the forest where it's all dense and wild. We had smoke pellets going off and like. Was... I am so excited for the smoke pellets. I would I kill to do a shoot with with smoke pellets. I am. I did burn my thumb on one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> were they coloured? No, no. These were just um, sort of just grey smoke. Could she do a shoot with purple smoke? I mean, probably, yeah. <gasps> I'll ask her. I'll, I'll get her info <laughs> for you. Yeah, she, she I need to lose roasted. weight first because like these chins don't need to be in photos. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing about them is they burn slowly and then they burn a lot. So like mm. she sets it off behind, starts taking pictures, and you can kind of see her just go. This was her first time using them as well. Just like mm, not quite. And then she comes over to walk. It suddenly all just goes like smoke, <laughs> and it's like quick go. Uh, so that was fun. And then uh, the second half, um, I've got a lot more like sort of friendlier shots um, for something that's upcoming that I've not yet announced. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how they all come out. We've got some really cool experimental shots. I'm really interested to see how they come out. Um, but I should be getting some of those back next week. Um, so yeah, and then the other thing that I've been doing is reading through the 177 submissions for the Other Side Anthology, um, which I was smart enough, thank you, Past Dan, to uh, basically start reading them as soon as they started coming through. Because I was like, this is my first time doing this. I don't know how many there's going to be. Did not expect there to be 177. Um, That's probably... in fucking sane, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guessed, I don't know, maybe about 30 or 40. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, like, and they just kept coming in and coming in and coming in. Um, so I am now, uh, bar a couple of stories, which a friend is helping me read, um, in the process of narrowing down to the final eight or nine. So uh, that will be this coming week for a release ahead of Halloween. So I'm awesome. going to move pretty quick on that one. Yeah, um, love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's all my things. What's what's one thing that you've enjoyed this week? Oh, shit. Um, I know. Every, oh no. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Right. So I am reading Rivers of London by Ben Aronovich. I think that's how you say his surname. Um, and it is so on PC and <laughs> like so so British in its humour. Like it's basic. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, so it's it's crime slash urban fantasy slash fantasy slash comedy. Okay, so it's set in London, and it's about the Metropolitan Police. And um, but 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 it starts basically. It's not really a spoiler. It, it opens with a copper on the beat who basically sees a ghost and interviews the ghost who saw the murder. Okay, and that's how it starts. And it is so fucking funny. I have literally wet myself. Well, not not literally, literally. wet myself. Well, not quite literally. I mean, it's a possibility. I pushed a baby out, but no, like I didn't actually wet myself. But I, <laughs> that was probably too much information. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's late on Friday. I'm really tired. <laughs> anyway, we're all friends here. Um, yeah, so and it is so funny because the, the humour is... Like it's quintessentially British humor. And if you don't get British humor, you will not find it funny. But I have like, you know, when you're like, ah, 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 because you're like <laughs> laughing happening? so hard. <laughs> you know, I 
delirious this evening. Anyway, so like, yeah, I've been like proper cackling. Um, and I've loved it. It's so good. Uh, yeah, so that is my nice. thing that I've There's a book missing. that I cannot remember the title for that I'm going to have to throw in the show notes or somewhere, um, which is a like a comedy horror which kind of sounds a little bit like what you're describing but maybe a bit more like horror-y and I read it last year and it was one of those where I wasn't expecting it to be so funny but like just some of the, the imagery within the first chapter um is kind of uh, amazing I'll, I'll have to find out it's on my shelf I'll I'll get a picture or like get the link for something but definitely worth checking out have you seen um have you ever seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place no oh that's that's British humor you have to okay. it's, it's one of those shows that I, a lot of people have missed and it's absolutely hilarious because it basically is a guy telling a story like he's he's a fictional writer who is telling a story of this place that he invented called the dark place which is a hospital where all this horror stuff happens but mm-hmm. it's got like a richard iowadi in it and stephen merchant and all these like big names early on in their career and it's deliberately shit in such a way that it's freaking masterful yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fantastic um but yeah tangent aside my thing that I've enjoyed this week. Um, I'm going to say it's something that hasn't come yet, but just the fact that like, well, it, it ties into the other side. So I've basically for the last however many months been putting all of my effort into reading submissions to the point where I haven't read like a novel in a while and it's killing me because there's something about uh, having read like, and this is no disrespect to the, the submissions, but obviously there's always going to be a range of, of, of things, but like good quality published fiction, you know what I mean? Like a big, a big chunky story. So I've just uh, treated myself by ordering uh, Chuck Palahniuk's um, The Invention of Sound, which is his new book, as well as his non-fic on writing, consider this. So they should be coming through tomorrow. And that's something that I'm going to dive into. And hopefully we'll be able to tell you guys a little bit about next week. Cool. I'm excited for that. Uh, confessional. Sasha was meant to do sirens and do shitloads of the prose course. Well, I, I would, I am confident that I did both of those things, given that I finished sirens and I did do shitloads of the course. So Booyah. go me. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was uh, down to do a full draft of when winter comes five, finished planning a client project, which I did today and have some author photographs done, which was uh, yeah, all done and sorted. And I, Actually, I'll say that because that uh, ties a little bit into the question um, that I'm going to ask in a bit. One thing that we need to acknowledge before we go into comments is uh, an update on our wonderful Faye Trask and her accountability. Um, did you want to give an update on what's happening? Yeah, so um, she did not. She came and hosted and didn't um, do Bless her. her for being yeah. so honest. <laughs> I know, I know. She should have lied. Should have got with your inner villain. And yeah, so she failed to do the thing that she said she was going to do. And in, in taking on your hosting responsibilities, that is a, um, you know, part of being accountable and being a host you have to deliver on what you say you're going to so what we are going to do so is tempted be... to reach out to jay <laughs> i know i know right i know i'm gonna be we're gonna be masterfully evil and dan is going to come up with 10 questions and i am going to come up with 10 questions and we're going to haul faye back on this podcast and we're going to rapid fire ask her questions and she has to answer every single one of them no matter what Wait. we ask <laughs> I am so excited for that. I am so, we, we need to like deviously plan these questions together hmm. so that, yeah, okay, cool. Cause... There's, there's got to be a methodology because you can weaken the psyche by asking particular questions. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I like, love it. Really beat them down. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, monsters. Oh, we're um, so evil. Last week we asked you, oh, before I go into that, actually, uh, just in terms of timeframes, I think we're looking at doing that next week, um, but it's difficult to get us all timed up. So <laughs> hopefully next week, but we'll keep you 
posted on when that's going to happen. Uh, last Love week. It. <laughs> Definitely my wife, everyone listening. Hello. <laughs> uh, last week, we asked you, what is your relationship with failure? Oh, yes, we did. Gotcha. That's me. Over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so distracted by my gorgeous wife that I uh, completely lost my plot with this uh, podcast. <laughs> right, where am I? Yeah, so what's your relationship with failure? Okay, Jeff Adams said, failure, interesting question. I prefer to think of it as a learning experience rather than a fail. Totally agree. If something doesn't go right, hopefully I can learn from it so I don't repeat the same thing. This is a curious question with many unique answers. As you two pointed out on the show, I look forward to seeing what others have to say. Um, yep. Victoria LK Williams said, my relationship with failure is close. It's like an older cousin egging you on. Don't let a failure get you down. Learn what you did wrong. Correct it and try again. A fucking man. Could not agree anymore <laughs> with that. Um, and then she continued to say, and I thought this was really interesting, actually. Um, I actually enjoy failing sometimes. It is a great way to learn about yourself and open and opens the doors to other avenues that might not have been visible if um, you had succeeded. Of course, she would much rather have succeeded. But I thought that was really interesting. And actually, yeah, sometimes that failure does help you to innovate. Um, Meg Jolly said, great podcast. My attitude on failure has shifted a lot over the years from a very black and white pass fail view on achievements, which has been incredibly damaging fuel for an acutely self-critical overachieving perfectionist. Um, it's no longer success or failure. It's success or learning experience. Love it. Um, she continues to say for me, the only failure now is quitting. Well, you know, and that was mm. sort of my angle on it. Edwin said, I've worked hard to be a member of the Thick Skin Club when it comes to <laughs> receiving critiques of my work. And then moving forward when the clarion call of I can't do this anymore is sounding the loudest. Mm. I'm naturally a overly careful person and fear of failure has kept me from doing many things over the years. The irony of giving into that fear is the number of times I dared to act and even the failures were, were nowhere near as climactic as my imagination expected. I've now reached the point where my default answer is no longer no, and I'm prepared to give an opportunity a fair chance. I love that. Love it. I love, and I think what I said to Edwin is that I'm the opposite. So my default <laughs> response is yes, yes. Um, because I'm like, oh, what trouble can this get me into? <laughs> yeah, oh, want to go play in a broken down building? Yeah, fucking right, I do. Mm. You, know, like any, you know, anything, I will say yes to everything. And like sometimes that gets me in trouble and sometimes it's super fun. And then sometimes I get really, really fucking overwhelmed. <laughs> way too much work. Yeah. So yeah, I, and I'm trying to come much more into the middle saying like to say no sometimes to balance yeah, it, love, yeah. yeah so i really loved his response yeah one thing we didn't acknowledge um that I, I i do think is a massive contributor is and yeah i'm not just gonna go down like a whole soapbox about this but like just the education system and basically how like your entire formative years are based on you know pass fail essentially mm -hmm. um i mean obviously like i'm years out so i don't know what they do with it a lot now but that was sort of my experience do you know they don't give grades now they give numbers who need, like they give numbers so you don't get like an a star or an a for your gcses anymore you get and this is so british because you know, <laughs> half of this is they have grade point averages in america and all and they have baccalaureates in other countries and but anyway yeah they don't give a a b c d e f u whatever it is they give numbers it's weird intriguing 
Mm. And I will also say that um, in terms of the comments, I'm really sorry that I didn't get to replying to many of them, but for some reason I'm now not getting notifications. So I think what's happening is because there are two, uh, two admins, it only gives one admin privileges to get the fucking notifications. You think? No. <laughs> I think you were just no. shit this week. Yeah. I think, yeah, no, it genuinely like, I, I, I will try and dive in next week and, and reply to those, but um, just know that they are valued. So keep sending those in. Yeah. Um, and now over to this week's question. Oh God. Um, all right, chill out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, which is to be fair, I think, I think it's a nice simple one and uh, I'll be interested more so in um, pre COVID and post COVID as opposed to okay. summer right struggle. Now. Although feel free to mention some of that. Um, how do you hone your writing craft? I know you've alluded to some of this in previous episodes, but I don't think we've specifically gone down this rabbit hole. Okay. So, every time, every time there's that pause, isn't there? We should like, yeah, we need to like count. To add pause. a sound effect, like, but yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that moment of thinking, how do I hone my writing craft? Okay. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm extremely intentional about honing my craft. So I, one of the things that I talked about in the anatomy of prose is that there's a myth, you know, um, Malcolm Gladwell, they talk about the 10,000 hours, but what they, what, what in his myth, in his words becoming, you know, famous, they, missed out a really key part which is it's not just 10,000 hours of practice it's 10,000 hours of intentional practice so I don't think if somebody just writes books and continues to just write books they're not going to get any better at writing and I know that's super controversial and some people are going what but I'm sorry if you just continue to write books and you don't study, you don't intentionally try and learn, you don't get any better. So that is my very um, black and white opinion on that subject. So what I do is I will go through each book when I'm reading and I will underline everything that comes to me uh, that, that is either excellent or terrible. Um, and I tend to like underline and sticky tab things in, in sections. So be them, be they dialogue, be they visceral reactions, be they emotional, um, sentences, be they characterization, sentences, description, dialogue, whatever. And then at the end of them, I collate them all together and I, um, I, I put them into groups. So I will, I will group all the dialogue together and I'll group all the, the description together and then I literally go down and, and I forensically analyze what that person has done now what I used to do was I would then write up those lessons and I would put them on the blog on my blog and I really miss doing that and based on some of the feedback that I got in my mm. reader survey I think I'm probably going to go back to doing some of those I'm, I'm not sure how frequently they'll be I know I've got two books on my shelf that I've got thoughts and lessons that I want to write down for. So I, I feel like it's brewing. Um, and especially if I can then use those as springboards for nonfiction craft books as well. Anyway, I'm waffling. So that's one thing I do. Something else that I do intentionally is I, um, I read a lot of craft books. I read craft 
everything from plotting, outlining to story structure to characterization, scene, like how to create scenes. I read books on um, conflict, on editing, on literally every single facet of craft I will consume information on and digest it. And when I find something that really hits home, I put it in a, you know, in a file so I can go and refer to it at a later date and then the other thing that I do is I go to the cinema a lot and I watch a lot of films and I look at um, story structure there and I have been known to go because I have like a cinema card so I can go all the time and not pay I just pay like a monthly fee and so I like another one of the lessons that I've got in my notebook is um, I went to see the Joker twice and I wrote 11 pages of notes in the cinema, literally in the cinema whilst I was watching the film. So do you. I know, right? It's literally so me. Like people are like, the fuck is she doing? Like with her fucking notebook and her scratchy bit. I, 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 blunt, I made my pencil go blunt. So thank God I was... Well, I couldn't. So it's not the neatest of handwriting. <laughs> Nobody said it was neat. Um, anyway. And I'll take notes and then I'll analyze and and I have a folder on my phone as well so like when I'm watching films or when I'm watching tv series and somebody says something really funny or something that moves me I will um, pause it rewind it and write down exactly what they've said so I have a record of like different films and then like like I'll look at it and I'll analyze it so I I am quite forensic about learning mm. and developing my craft but me a phrase yeah exactly i mean it's not a huge surprise but um yeah i think that's probably probably the most ways i mean i, I really intentionally look for story everywhere i look for craft everywhere i listen in adverts i listen in like i am never not thinking about craft and story and prose and um one thing that I would say I could do better is my storage system. I've got shit everywhere. Like I've got stuff in folders, in notebooks, in, in books, in, 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 you know, notes on my phone. So I need to systematize the collation of it a bit better, which is actually what my blog used to be. Uh, but yeah, anyway, oh my God, I talked a lot about that. I'm sorry. How do you I love do it. it? I love it. I, uh, so one thing, and um, just before it slips out of my head, one thing that I loved that you you brought up there was sort of the, the cross medium. So it's not so much a case of just reading books. Um, you've got the cinema, you've got adverts. I, I found myself, my, my son likes to watch YouTube videos. And for some reason, YouTube is now basically riddled with adverts. It's absolutely disgusting. But mm -hmm. um, the one popped up the other day. Normally, it, like when it counts down to five seconds, it, it lets you skip. And I normally skip in. But this advert was like, it caught me straight away. So I was like, you know, I'm going to watch this and try and work out why it was so good. Um, and I <laughs> ironically, I can't remember what one it was now. Um, but yeah, one so got me about being self-employed. That's what got the last one. The last advert that got me was about um, like owning your own business and being free. It was about freedom. The other thing I was just going to say, sorry, I did forget. No, and okay. was, um, poetry is the other medium. I read a lot mm. of poetry as well. A lot of narrative in there. Um, oh, and song lyrics. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> song lyrics as well. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think... So the reason I've asked this is something that we, I can't remember if we've mentioned this on the podcast before, if it's like something we've spoken about privately, but uh, I keep saying a lot that I want to slow down a little bit because basically I'm, my entire role as a writer at the minute is basically just words machining and just getting stuff out. Um, when you go straight for clients, a lot of the time you just get given the bulk of what they want. So you just, you don't really need too much planning. You just have to kind of get your head around what people want and then write. Um, with, with my work, because I'm doing a lot of ghostwriting, 
a lot of my work is just a case of writing fast um, because if I don't, I'm not going to get work out with my name on. Um, and I had this week, um, as I mentioned earlier, with, with the um, confessional and stuff, one of my goals was to plan this next trilogy, which is it's a little bit of a a slight difference in the ghostwriting that I won't go into, but basically I had an opportunity to actually like plan and sort of get really deep into sort of characters and stuff. And I forgot how much I enjoyed that part of the process because mm. it stretches a totally different muscle. You really have to think about sort of the jigsaw pieces of where the character is going to fit, what their motivations are, all that kind of good stuff. And it's a piece that I've really, I've really been missing and something that I've not really been doing all that much of um, myself. Like I obviously with my winter comes, I've did a, a couple of, well, to be fair, that was percolating for years. Um, but I did a few weeks of, you know, planning and getting all that set up before I, before I went, but it was just a part where I just really, really liked that. And I, I'm similar to you. I'll read a lot of books and I'll very deeply go into, like, if I, if I find a line or I find myself really getting swept away with something, I will stop and I will go back a couple of pages or I'll look at the paragraph and be like, why, what was it that was so good about this that kept me going? Um, what do you do with in, that information? Nothing. <laughs> I basically, I kind of like just store it in my head. Cause I'm, I think one of my things is I'm very, very, um, I'm aware that what I'm doing on a level at the minute is working and I'm a bit scared to go too in depth into stuff. Cause I've, I found in the past, if somebody, um, was like critical about a particular part of my writing, rightly so that when it comes to writing, I'll slow down a lot because I'll then be very, very hyper-focused on attending to those things that needed fixing, which mm-hmm. is obviously a good thing because you're developing in the long run, but as it is at the minute, that slows me down. Um, but yeah, so, and with, with the submissions that I've been reading a lot lately, obviously there are going to be some amazing ones. Obviously they're going to be some like less so. And what I found really interesting was as I was reading through those, really getting a sense early on of the importance of the beginning of that story um, and why that has such an impact and how you really need to, particularly in short stories, not maybe less so in, in novels, but you know, you could argue the opposite. Um, but in a short story, definitely like, hooking someone in from the start and giving them an idea of, of what this story is going to be about rather than sort of rambling on and then going into something and, and it being um, not even within the goddamn theme as like about two dozen of them were. But anyway, um, so, you know, there's, there's that. So I do a lot of reading when I come around to writing a particular story, I will hunt for particular books that, and I've mentioned this before, but um, particular books that I kind of want to emulate in a way that give the mm. feel that I'm trying to portray um, that's that's a very key one for me. And while I'm writing that book, I will often just keep churning through these books to keep filling that well. Because if I then started reading, I don't know, some some Tolkien or something, that's just going to derail my style. Um, one thing that I used to do that was really, really useful, particularly in the early days of it, was, uh, to hone my craft and to work out different styles and stuff. And basically where I, where I fit on the writing spectrum was when we started the Other Stories podcast, and uh, we had our different themes that each of us four writers were basically trying to work through. With each theme, I'd give myself something very deliberately different to try and see if I could work through that story, try and emulate a style, try and really sort of succeed or, or give it a bit of a bend in my way. And it was through, I, I kind of, uh, I give a lot of credit to the other stories just for helping me find my voice because with different, um, with different themes, with different styles, all that kind of stuff. It really helped me to narrow down on, on who I was as a writer, mm. um, particularly when it came to sort of translating into to longer words. Um, I think one thing that I plan to do in terms of going forward, because this is something that I used to do a lot and I, I do less so now. And again, this is something that we've touched on before, um, is 
because a lot of the things in my life are very fast paced, like I'll listen to podcasts at twice the speed. I'll like <laughs> make everything in my house ridiculously efficient just to like make sure I'm getting work done. Like I write fast, all that kind of stuff. I'm a very like, I'm a very go, 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 go person. And I got to a point where uh, I started doing the reading challenges on Goodreads. And every year I'm like, I'm going to read more books. I'm going to read more books than the last. And you try and beat it and you try and beat it. And what that has meant for me is that quite a lot of books I'll read half or three quarters and then I'll very quickly read through the last bits rather than really slowing down and taking in what that book's trying to give me or really sort of allowing myself to process what I'm reading. Um, I'm just, because there are so many books in the world (laughs) that you're never going to have time to read them all. So I, I try and read fast. And one thing that I do want to do going forward, because um, I feel like I'm missing a trick here is to really take my time to digest, um, you know, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, sort of the lessons that are inside and, and really help me with my craft rather than going, Oh shit, I need to finish this in a week, three, three, four days so I can get onto the next book. So um, yeah, a lot in all different directions. One thing that I do also want to start doing is uh, more courses and looking at specific things that I can really sort of get in depth into because uh, I did have an experience this week and uh, they'll know who they are <laughs> as I'm speaking about this um, in which somebody sent me a short story and I did a bit of like a, a developmental edit through it just to kind of help that person. But also because of some stuff I'm, I've got upcoming, it, I kind of just wanted to test my knowledge in a way. And what was really nice was going through that, that, um, that story and just realizing that, a lot of the stuff that had been difficult for me to begin with was now a lot more innate, but not just innate, but now to the point where I could communicate that to someone else and try and put that into uh, practical steps for them to follow. So teaching, I think is going to be a big component of me working on my craft going forward, because like you say, if you, I can, I don't think you're polarizing. I completely agree. If you just, if you just pump out books, which is something to be fair, I have been doing and I will take a sip because my throat is hurting. Um, yeah, if you, if you're just pumping out books, if you're just writing the same thing and you're not, you know, listening to your editor, you're not getting feedback from, from readers, you're not listening to any of that. You're just writing, writing, writing. You, it is, it is just running on a treadmill and not, not doing anything different. And, um, it's definitely, I, I feel like craft is probably the thing I've paid the least attention to this year. Mm. Um, which isn't to say that I haven't paid any attention to, but it's probably the thing I paid least attention to. And it's something that I really want to work on, particularly ramping up books and going into 2021. So I think I kind of answered my question. <laughs> um, there were two things I was going to reply about, and I can't remember what the first one is because I'm seeing how and you kept talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I'm sure when I listen back, I'll remember and then I'll uh, tell you offline. Um, the second one was about the Goodreads challenge. But uh, first, I have a follow-up question. So, um, when you were at school, how did you learn best? By doing. Okay, because um, I was like, if you're going to learn craft, or like, if you're going to be more intentional about it, I suppose the question is how how can you help yourself best to retain that information because you said oh you keep a lot in your head I cannot do that I have to write everything down uh, which is really annoying uh, 
time-wise because it takes so long time-wise but also that's what helped me start writing craft books in the first place so also it's really cool um so yeah that i suppose that was my question so the thing about goodreads next year i'm exactly the same and i'm really fucked off this year that um <laughs> i'm not going to beat last year's um book count and i'm not because it's just i'm too far out um this year to do that um so next year i don't know whether i'm doing it in spite or or what but um <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, so I'm, and I don't know if I'm actually going to track it on Goodreads. I don't know if I can actually disentangle myself. So I may still have to do it on Goodreads, but, um, just because I'm weak and I need it to tick goals and see gold stars. But, um, uh, uh, what I'm going to do is set myself the goal of reading 12 thick books. So 12 books that are more than 450 pages. So that's the other thing. Yeah, it doesn't take into account. Like you could read a novella yeah. or a comic book and it still counts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to set my goal for 12 books next year. Obviously, I'm going to read more than 12 books because I'm an author and I read fuck loads of books. Um, but yeah, my goal and I'm going to and I because I've got some like, I don't know if you can see. Can you see this sort of yellowy? book mm -hmm. here it's like 800 pages long i really want to read it <laughs> yeah. but it's like it's like that's like two and a half books yeah. in one book so um and i can't and i can't allow myself to read them unless i know i'm still going to achieve my goal <laughs> i know i totally get it i totally get what you mean oh. you just, yeah anytime because whenever it comes around to uh, i used to be heavily involved in um hawk and cleaver's reading club that they do every month um and every time they put in the boat down i was always like in my head going this one's 200 pages so i hope this one wins and then the 400 page i'll win and i'll be like fuck no <laughs> i have to read this now um but yeah i think i i i don't know i think like i say most of this has come from just um really really enjoying all this all this planning stuff today and then forgetting that that was uh, a, a key part of just the the creative process and then getting into it because it's been a while since i've really sort of had like a proper think session so yeah um so yeah, I guess the question we're going to ask everyone is, uh, um, how do you hone your writing craft? And Sasha Black, how are you leveling up your author business this week? Okay, so I am going to finish the slide decks for um, the course. And um, I, well, what I need to do is film, but I need to be careful about what I put down because I don't know where my son's going to be. And I, I can't realistically film either while he's awake or whilst he's making a lot of noise. So I'm going to say that I'm going to make progress on the course because if I can't film, then I could be doing my marketing resources, my resource downloads. I could be doing lots of other things. So um, number one is make progress on the course. Number two is read a lot of fucking books. So I, I don't know how yeah. much I'm allowed to say, but I am a judge for a really prestigious writing competition. And I have like 1600 pages to read in the <laughs> next 20 days. So <laughs> I need to spend a lot of next week reading. Um, so yeah, the course reading and I'm going, and I am going to say this, I, I'm going to say that I have to have, um, done at least one edit just because okay. i need to get that in progress and it, even if i say one post it that's you know that's something to have got i need to take my brain into editing mode because i've been mm -hmm. in drafting mode for a really long time that's so, a big week it is a big week well it, yeah i mean mm -hmm. they're mostly vague read read 
do the course and one edit. So yeah. Okay. I need to write that down. I am gonna have when winter comes five into the hands of beta readers after doing a full edit um, myself. I am going to have my finalists for the other side anthology um, selected, contacted, uh, probably paid and sorted as well. And um, one one thing that I'm definitely doing this anthology i've already sort of made steps to do this is even if people aren't accepted i'm contacting them directly and letting them know because i'm i'm sick of you know whether it's job interviews whether, whether it's submissions like basically the norm being yeah if you don't hear from us you're not in i i hate that i feel like it's so dismissive and rude for people to actually put in time to send things in um and that's not how i'm going to run my goddamn business <laughs> um and what else have i got going on uh client work i've got to, i've got to do well, I'll say it this way. I have to be in line with my production schedule because it's kind of all set out in that. Um, and I am, I'm doing a bit of, um, I'm going to be uh, an indie author on the road next week. I'm going to go travel, see some friends, uh, while also managing my writing, which is going to be an experience. And I hope that it's uh, as as oh. fun and carefree as it feels like it should be in my head. I don't know that. Where are you going? Uh, I'm off down to Essex for a couple of days and then oh, I'm okay. off to Guildford and then oh. off to uh, Cambridgeshire. And then potentially, um, I was going to contact you guys and see if I'll swing by y'all on the way back yeah. to Lincoln. So Yeah, definitely. Hitting up and away from pretty much... Buddy date! Yeah! <laughs> pretty much away from <laughs> Sunday evening until uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So, fun. Amazing. Why not? I've got a car now. Screw it. Let's yeah. get on the road and do some work and be that guy. Um, Hell yeah. yeah I, th- I think that's plenty of stuff. So That is loads of stuff. Yeah, thank you everyone for for joining us. Answer the question in the comments everywhere and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writers Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. Oh, you're still recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>